0: this show is produced by the hartman media company for more information and links to all our great podcasts visit hartmanmedia.com
1: welcome to the solomon success show where we explore the timeless wisdom of king solomon and the bible as it relates to business and investing. false prophets and get rich quick schemes are everywhere let's not be distracted by these instead Let's go to the source, the eternal principles that create a life of peace, power, and prosperity. Here's our host,
0: Jason Hartman. It's my pleasure to welcome Bruce Wilkinson. He is founder and chairman of Teach Every Nation, The Exponential Group, and author of the number one New York Times bestselling books, The Prayer of Jabez, breaking through to the blessed life and the dream giver following your god-given destiny and author of the new book the freedom factor finding peace by forgiving others and yourself
2: bruce welcome how are you i'm fine it's good to be on your show jason
0: it's good to have you on and give our listeners a sense of geography where you're located
2: I'm um, located in South Carolina on a beautiful lake just over the Georgia border.
0: Fantastic. The Freedom Factor. You know, a lot has been written and uh, spoken on the concept of forgiveness. You know, I'll start with a maybe a controversial question that probably uh, challenges the premise of your book, I think. Should we always forgive people or is there an appropriate time not to forgive?
2: that's a good question (laughs) a
0: controversial one right
2: (laughs) yeah no it's a good one you know it sometimes it's difficult to forgive if it's betrayal uh, especially within marriage or theft in a business it can be one of the biggest challenges of life to open your heart because that's where ultimately the wound occurs it affects you personally
0: sure
2: and what you must do is separate two different things forgiveness is when you release a person from what they did against you. And restoration is something totally different. That's toward the future. You can forgive someone, and let's say they stole a million dollars out of your business. Well, you may forgive them, but that's a whole other issue than the restoration of the million dollars. Right, so right. you must separate the two.
0: And that's why under the law they have the concept of restitution, right? In fact, yeah. uh, one of my favorite sayings is, if you mess up, fess up, and make up. So it's not just about fessing up, it's about making up too. So uh, yeah, yes, it is. yeah, good point. Okay, so say they stole the million dollars from your business and they acknowledge it and they apologize and expect forgiveness. Should they be forgiven?
2: Well, you know, it all has to do with how you think forgiveness affects you as the person More who was wronged. More than them,
0: owned. right? Yeah, okay. Yes.
2: Right. Because they may have done something wrong, maybe even uh, without even knowing it, that wounded you in some way or another. And that wound is inside of you, and it affects you. And the people who've chosen, for whatever reason, not to forgive, over time, that affects everyone. They become a little bit more bitter. They put up some walls around their heart to stop other people from uh, getting close to them they begin to become a little bit more anxious because unforgiveness is like a wound. You fell down and got a wound in your arm and you were on a picnic somewhere and you didn't uh, get all the dirt out of the wound. In time, that wound would stay infected and would eventually spread to other parts of your body, maybe even a fever that could affect how you felt about everything. Well, there's a wound that occurs inside of you, in your heart, And the dirt is unforgiveness. And that keeps that heart wound infected. Right. And it affects everybody.
0: So sometimes is it important to forgive just for your own, maybe this may sound counterintuitive, your own selfish need rather than the other person? It it sort of doesn't even have anything to do with the other person,
2: maybe, right? That's exactly right. I was talking to a lady once and her uncle had raped her repeatedly as a young child. And she said, I'm never going to forgive him. And I said, okay. And besides that, he's dead. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, but unforgiveness dwells inside of you. It's not inside of him. It's inside of you and it's affecting your life even to this moment, 20 years later. Mm -hmm. And as I led her through forgiving her uncle for everything that he did, not because he deserved to be forgiven, What she deserved to forgive, because forgiveness is a gift that you give to somebody else, not because they even apologize, Mm -hmm. just because of what it's doing to you.
0: Interesting way to look at it, for sure.
2: People don't ever connect this, Jason. They don't think that just because I don't forgive somebody, and I bury it, and I hide it, and I don't allow it to show, supposedly, that it's not affecting anyone else nor me. And the truth of it is, unforgiveness affects you. And it will, in time, affect other people. you got to make that connection. There is a negative consequence to unforgiveness.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Okay, so take us through some of the rationale, the steps, just whatever we need to know about this topic, if you would, Bruce.
2: It's not until a person realizes the connection between distress, suffering, making foolish decisions— you know, I was talking to one man who lost $25 million, and he said, I, I never can forgive myself. I said, listen, did you do diligence on that before you made that investment? Yes, I did. Was it careful? Yes. Was it reasonable? Yes. Did you do something against heaven? Would you call it what you did a sin? Because you never know where people are. And he said, yeah. I said, well, why did you call it that? It sounds like a business mistake, and everybody makes mistakes. So what you haven't done is you haven't forgiven yourself because you did something that wounded you, and you've decided that because of the stupid decision you did, which really wasn't a stupid decision at the time, it was the best decision you could possibly make, that you ruined your life. I said, you didn't ruin your life. You lost your money but many people have lost everything and made it back again. What you need to do is to open up your heart yourself and give yourself something you probably give to other people. I said, what is that? And I said, your compassion. It's not been okay with you that you made a big mistake. Why not? Everybody makes mistakes. I said, why don't you give yourself some mercy and some grace and allow yourself to be human And take that unforgiveness and say, you know what, I've had unforgiveness too long. It did happen. I'm okay that it happened, because you can't change it. It's reality. It happened years ago. And, you know, as that man forgave himself, you could actually see the difference on his face and his demeanor. Because he was carrying this. And when you carry unforgiveness for a long period of time toward yourself, do you know what eventually happens to everyone? They begin to have some self-hatred. They
0: can even get sick. You know, it's psychosomatic. Yes, they can.
2: Yes, they do. And they get what's called Mm self-vengeance. That is, I need to pay for what I did. And they begin, without even knowing it, to self-sabotage. In your business, I'm sure you have a lot of people that self-sabotage. They get to a situation with a property or something or an investment. And then because they hate themselves for what they did and they think I don't deserve to succeed, they make a foolish decision and they lose the property or they overextend themselves because they can't cope with success.
0: That's such an interesting area. Why is it that we don't realize we're self sabotaging ourselves? I mean, you talked about how they develop the self in this example, develop the self hatred, right? And then um, sabotage themselves, and they don't even know they're doing it. Why is that? Why is it that there's no mechanism for informing us that we're doing this much less stopping us from doing it <laughs> but at least informing us so we have yeah. consent of ourselves right
2: <laughs> when is the last time you heard anybody talk about the importance of forgiving yourself
0: oh you hear about it from time to time i don't know the yeah. last time oh sure yeah yeah you know good
2: okay well many yourself, people
0: forgiving yourself etc yeah
2: Yes. Well, loving yourself is talked about, but forgiving yourself for that which you did, which either hurt yourself or hurt somebody else. People do not understand. There is a slide that when you have unforgiveness in your heart, you'll get angry. That's the first thing. Then you'll become bitter about what you did. Then you'll talk down about yourself. You'll have negative self-talk. All negative self-talk is from unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then it goes beyond that to resentment, where you start keeping track of all the stupid things you said or you did. That's where you lose all comfort. You lose peace in your heart. And that's where most people get messed up with alcoholism or cutting themselves or whatever they do to find comfort. And then it goes into self-hatred, which gets deeper. That's where heavy addictions come in. They cannot get peace. And then it goes into vengeance. Everyone who won't forgive themselves, will get to self-vengeance.
0: We are complicated creatures, aren't we?
2: (laughs) We are, and people don't make the connection. They don't make the connection that says, if I don't forgive the people who have wounded me, regardless if they ever apologize or not, and if I don't forgive myself, I will suffer torment. I've used that word all over the world in helping presidents of countries to top business people when you find a person who's got distress, I will often say, you know, this is going to sound a little bit odd, but do you ever feel like you experience torment? And to this day, every single person gets quiet and says, you know, I do. That one word is the simplest way to determine if there's unforgiveness, is to ask that question.
0: Yeah, repeat the question.
2: Would you say you experienced torment in your life?
0: So that's how one would know whether they're experiencing this unforgiveness, right? Yes. And how do they know where it's directed? Sometimes there are so many incidents or squabbles or things like that. You know, I mean, maybe it's not just one. It's accumulation of many things that happen throughout our lives. How would we know where to direct it, and, and what do we do about it?
2: Yeah, uh, Those are good questions. You know, I talk all about this in The Freedom Factor. And I, I wrote that book because... No matter where I am in the world or what context I am, people have no peace. They can have success, but be in turmoil. And finally, I said, you know, what's the number one cause of all this stuff? And uh, I came to the conclusion it's unforgiveness. Like one psychologist said years ago, if people in the psychiatric ward would forgive, 80% of them would get well. So what I do is I ask the primary question, that is, So, who hurt you the most? You always start with the most difficult because the path for freedom has two steps. Name everybody that's wounded you, and secondly, forgive them for the specific things that they did. That's where most people really make an honest mistake. They say, you know, I forgive her for what you did, and then the next time you see her, you have that same feeling. And the reason is you have to forgive the person for the wounds, not just the person. So you've got to identify what are the specific things that person said or did that I need to handle. And when you forgive them one at a time, if you forgave them all, Jason, people are shocked that this is true you'll never have to forgive them again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, is this forgiveness, in this instance where you talk about it, you identify from the the worst down the list, right? And so by this time, you know, we've all probably got a list of 100. <laughs>
2: you know, mm-hmm, that's right. Hopefully
0: right. only 10, but uh, maybe it's 100, I don't know. So you go down that list. Is the forgiveness a solo act? You know, I've certainly heard things. Write a letter, but you don't need to send it. You know, just write a letter and you can shred it. It's just the act of doing it. It's for yourself. Or, you know, do you need to call up the other person and say, hey, look, you know, this, I forgive you for this. And they may not even know they wronged you, right? Like you mentioned before. In other words, is the forgiveness a solo act or does it involve the other party?
2: In the book, I separate those two parts. Forgiveness only occurs in your heart. That's where the wound is that's where unforgiveness dwells it's not i think i don't have forgiveness is i feel it's not your will it's your heart mm-hmm. so when i was writing the book i came to a part uh, in the book where i was reflecting and i was just checking to make sure is there every have i done everything with everyone have i forgiven them all is there anything i need to do for somebody else that i wounded that's a different step that's helping them forgive you and there was from uh, 5 years ago i'd forgotten it and i took out a paper and i wrote this very humble genuine you know heartfelt apology begging for their forgiveness but that's not me forgiving somebody that's me owning up and saying i did this to you and i was wrong please forgive me for what i did mm-hmm. and that helped the other person forgive and it also clears your conscience it's not the same thing as forgiveness it's a clear conscience which is a very very precious thing to have
0: sure yeah yeah and it just lifts this weight off of our shoulders it really does it's amazing what else do you want people to know about the subject of forgiveness i want to make sure we hear about some of the other things that you're up to and maybe touch on some of your other books for a moment so i don't want to make Mm -hmm. it completely about this topic but you know anything else we didn't cover on the forgiveness topic
2: You know, when you think about forgiveness between races, forgiveness uh, in the business world, in the religious world, I was speaking in Africa to 6,000 people one time, and I got on this topic just as a little five-minute cul-de-sac kind of conversation. And then the whole audience started demonstrating that I hit a nerve, and I stopped and I said, you know, if you have unforgiveness toward your parents, whether they're dead or alive because they wounded you, if you want to forgive them, would you please stand and come forward, and I will put you in teams of two, and I'll lead you through the process. 3,000 people stood up and came up. It's everywhere. You can't live life without being wounded, but you can live life without forgiving, and that is a tragic issue. So in the book, I give all kinds of stories. I give the five steps or the five requirements that you need to follow to really get rid of all this stuff. I teach people how to forgive other people and then how to forgive yourself. You know, in the last three days, I sent this book out to a couple of my friends and I got a text from one. He's 47. He said, oh man, when I read that book, I realized I had so much unforgiveness. My life was filled with trauma. Now, for the first time in my life, I knew why. I forgive everybody, and I haven't felt this way since I was 14. The
0: guy's probably floating on a cloud. He's probably walking on air. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, yeah, he
2: is. Yeah. He is. And then uh had a CEO of a large organization. He he wrote me a handwritten card out of the blue and said, listen, when I read that. I realized I had such anger and bitterness toward myself and such vengeance, and I couldn't get free of it and didn't know that's what it was until I read it and realized, oh, man, he said, and I forgave, and I feel like a new man.
0: Yeah, right.
2: This book wasn't written, Jason, to teach you about how to forgive. I really wrote it to lead you so that you do forgive. And the vast majority of people who read it, I come right back and say, Oh, my goodness, I can't thank you enough. My life feels entirely different. I forgave. Everybody needs it.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Touch on just some of your other work for just a quick moment. Definitely want to make sure we hear about Teach Every Nation. And, um, you know, maybe if you want to pick one of your books to just talk for a moment about.
2: Teach Every Nation is a movement to educate people who you don't have the money or the facility to get training. We started in 2013, and we opened seven countries in Africa and had 5,000 students attending. Then we opened 14 countries, a total of 14 countries in 2014 we doubled. And last year we went up to 25 countries with 25,000 students, and this year we're going to 90 countries we've broken out of Africa. And we are seeing such transformation. Uh, My wife and I and younger child moved down to Africa years ago and worked there in AIDS and poverty alleviation and training and education and food security and realized the only real way to bring about change is to educate people with real life answers.
0: Oh yeah, no question about it. Couldn't agree more education is the key to all of it. And so um, how is that supported? Where do you get your funding for that?
2: We get our funding from uh, people who believe this is a critical need and want to help since most of the people in Africa, unless they're in the cities and have a a white collar job, are just barely making it day to day. Mm -hmm. So people help and send some funds and we charge tuition whenever we can. But, you know, when you're in the Congo, they don't have money.
0: They don't have money for tuition, yeah. That's no. uh, really just a big sacrifice to do work like that. I mean, just uh, <laughs> to change your living conditions like that and, and do that kind of stuff. in many of those areas are very dangerous, obviously, too. So it's just chaos. It is.
2: It is. We believe in teaching very practical topics and topics on business, topics on leadership, topics on communication, topics on marriage and family and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're a NGO, and it's a faith-based movement. we got an office in Africa, and then we we wanted to have a location to train these poor pastors or teachers or government officials at times, and so we bought a game park. Mm -hmm. We have a 2,500-acre game park there where we do ongoing training a week at a time, bring the people in, feed them, love on them, train them, and send them back home.
0: Well, fantastic. Good stuff. Give out your website, Bruce.
2: It's teacheverynation.org. That's teacheverynation.org. And you can get Freedom Factor for yourself. And if you've got some family members who are struggling, if you have a rebellious child, I guarantee you it's from vengeance toward you if you're struggling with torment you haven't talked to your parents or feel i don't want to ever see them this book's got your name on it
0: <laughs> maybe your parents will buy it for you <laughs> just <laughs> had to throw that in know. um hey, uh just in in wrapping up give us just a, a quick line about following our destiny
2: oh my goodness that book i mean it's a whole book
0: but you know just sum it up
2: yeah the dream giver is almost at a million copies now and it basically is about ordinary who wakes up one day and finds that he has a big dream in his heart but it requires him to leave the land of familiar and go through the stages that everybody goes through whether it's breaking out of your comfort zone Maybe it's facing the border bullies who live around the fringes of your life who say that can't work, that will never work. Why do you think you can possibly do that? Or the period of the wasteland when you seem to wander and can't move ahead. I go through every single step because I've helped people all over the world with this, and it's the same. We're the same. It looks different, but we go through the same stages, and the majority of people never desire their dream enough to pay the price tags that are required to see the fulfillment of your dream, which really is why you're here. It's what's in your heart. It's what that God put in your heart that you know you're supposed to do and that you're good at it and you want to do it. You don't invent your dream. You find out what's inside of you, and then you pursue it.
0: That's fantastic. Good advice. Well, Bruce Wilkinson,
1: thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Jason, and God bless your work.
1: This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company, all rights reserved. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please visit www.hartmanmedia.com or email media at hartmanmedia.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own, and the host is acting on behalf of Platinum Properties Investor Network, Inc. exclusively.